babies. I'm not going to go into your son's psychologist <laughs> take, but uh, that's it's fine. Joke. It's a joke. We are we are living on borrowed time right now. I'm staring at a monitor where my two-year-old is uh, singing monkeys, monkeys on the bed. And my uh, four-month-old is Racist. just is like fucking barely asleep. So <laughs> where's Ingrid? Asleep. Where's oh, Ingrid? That, did, that didn't work either. <laughs> did she do this? Yeah, she's gone. Uh, what do you say we start the show? Uh, the Supermind Sports Show, the latest and the greatest uh, in New England sports. Today, not so great. We're going to be wrapping up the Patriots season or uh, start to wrap up the Patriots season. Uh, but let's start off with some opening takes. I will go first, as Thank it's God. mostly going to be Patriots. I'll go ahead and start with uh, our dearest Red Sox. Uh, latest news, uh, the good things only travel for so long in Red Sox Nation. Signing Rafael Devers uh, was the best thing they've done in a long time, and it was forced upon them by the great crowd at the uh, Winter Classic. However, uh, this week or last week, whenever it broke, uh, come to find out that big-time uh, deal they made last year with Trevor Story uh, not going to work out. He had uh, basically Tommy John light surgery for his elbow that they knew was fucked up when they signed him for six years. He'll be out, <laughs> they say, five to six months, but that's called a year in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why he waited. There's speculation and some truth to why they waited to have the surgery. But regardless, it just speaks to the complete ineptitude still of Heimbloom and his ability to build a franchise and build a winning club and put a ball, put a, put a, uh, a an actual winning team on the field will run through the roster. It's laughable. It's it's truly laughable. And then a uh, little cherry on top, they had a, uh, a dog and pony show press conference this week for the Raphael Dever signing where there was actually credits ran for the people involved, which I've never seen before in my life. What happened to this team? It is fascinating. The biggest deal in Red Sox history, the seventh biggest deal in MLB history. You know who wasn't present at that press conference? John Henry. The fucking guy who owns the team. So hmm. that kind of says all you need to say about the Red Sox. We'll get back to them shortly at the end of the show. But before we get to that, let's move on to our next opening take, which is Bobby. We're going to be Patriot-centric here. Bobby, your opening take. Yeah, we're, let's talk about the future of the Patriots here. They've they've come out and said, there's an OC search open. There's the big names out there, your Kingsburys, your Bill O'Briens, the internal candidate, your Kayleys. It's... What we need is someone new and someone fresh. The Patriots are stale. They've been trying to be the same team now for 20 years, minus the Hall of Fame players to get you there. So what they need is a a new voice, someone that can collaborate with Bill Belichick and talk about his ideas for offense and this person's ideas for offense and come up with a new offense. Not trying to run the McDaniels offense, not trying to run a Shanahan offense. Something new that can actually be effective moving forward with new ideas because this offense is stale and we need something different. Is this a breaking news, Billy Bomb? Is this why Bill has not been able to join the show in months? Is Bill the Queen Gately taking over offensive duties for the New England Patriots? He didn't pass physical. He didn't pass physical. Bill's more of a special teams guy too. You know, they don't they don't really check those gunners for razors in their cleats and you know, fucking shanks. Up Brass the, uh, knocks. Yeah. Underneath the tape. 
Uh, yeah, clearly changes I think are, are coming through. We'll see how different they are. I don't. I don't know. I think um, a lot of more, there's certainly mm-hmm. still more questions than there are answers, which has been basically the entire Patriots season. Uh, big time, big time off season for them. It seems like we've been saying that for the last three years since Brady left, but um, still remains the case. Obviously, we'll be talking a lot about that uh, as we get into the show. Raymond, good. Thanks, Rich. Oh, thanks, Rich. Uh, my take is on Mac Jones. Uh, I am at my wits end with this kid. Uh, the report came up from Chris Sims and Mike Florio from uh, Monday Morning QB that Mac Jones was calling around the league and asking for advice from other coaches. That's the last straw for me. I mean, Rich applauds this. I don't know if this is Rich just trying to be rich and get on my nerves, but if you did this at your own company and you called a rival company and said, hey, give me your ideas because it ain't working out over here, you'd be fired instantly. This kid can't take the blame. He's a millennial douchebag. He can't take the, oh, it's Matt Patricia in this mundane offense. No. Guess what, buddy? You're part of the problem too. Yes, you need offensive tackle help. Yes, you need a wide receiver. But you know what? If it was that easy of an offense to run and so plain, then you should have been putting up average numbers. You did not. You are at the bottom of the league as quarterback rating uh, for interceptions, for touchdowns. You are not good. You have to get that fucking idea that you uh, were a Pro Bowl player. No, you're an alternative Pro Bowl player because everyone and their mother was hurt or didn't want to go to the Pro Bowl. That's the only reason why you were a Pro Bowl, play- Pro Bowl player. This kid needs a reality check, and I don't think that he's going to make it on the Patriots much longer. Hopefully he doesn't make it next season, but I think they're going to give him one more shot. But I think that's one too many shots. You and the rest of that uh, wheelbarrow of dimwits throughout Patriots Nation thinking that low of Mac Jones without any context is laughable to me. It's not baffling anymore. It's not surprising. It's just laughable. It's just there's no there's no context to it. There's to blame it on the quarterback. It's just stupid. And it's fine. You're the bottom of the totem pole of dump for a reason. Half of what you just said is untrue. It's fine. It's I was, okay. what, 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 what did I say? What, what under, did I say was context. untrue? What did I say was untrue? He's not not good. He was a top 10 quarterback like year statistically, if you want to bring up statistics. This in his year? rookie season. Last year. Okay, Last what happened year. this year? What happened this year? He backslid because they brought in the worst coaching staff the NFL's ever seen. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh we'll surely be talking about that. The uh the bot pods and the bandwagons on the Mac on the Mac uh, haters, uh the Mac attackers, Mac shamers. Uh, but more importantly, where do we go from here? I want to stick on Bobby's point. Where do the Patriots go from here? The, the OC, uh, search is underway. Um, and I want to talk about the roster and a lot is being made about the roster and, um, just a little bit of a recap on how the season ended and missed opportunities. So that'll be the show. Uh, we'll have simplest minds of the week. We got a candidate for that sticking in the football world. Uh, this is the Simple Mind Sports Show. Friday, we run January. I have no fuck. I have no idea. I have no idea what the date is. Uh, happy Friday the 13th. It's the 13th, Friday the 13th. Perfect. Let's see if Ray can make me cry. He's been promising to make me cry over this over this Mac shaming for weeks and yet I've yet to shed a tear. I'm gonna fucking cry. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna cry. I'm, I'm, I'm in a vulnerable mood here. today. It's been a, a twenty four <laughs> hours of drama in the household mixed day, so maybe you can get me there, Ray. I doubt it. Dumb fucking piece of shit. Uh welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show. <laughs> Ah, 
Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Uh, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, we are the number one New England sports show on iHeartRadio and the self-proclaimed number one New England sports show on iTunes. Uh, wherever you're listening, tell your friends, rate, subscribe, review, and of course, tell your mothers. And tell them about W Energy Drink. Go to W.GG. That's W, like dummy, like Raymond, but with Bs, W.Energy.GG. Enter the promo code Simple Minds for fifteen percent off all of your orders uh, for all you energy drink freaks out there. Uh, before we get back into Ray's uh, just <laughs> incredible, incredible mind, let's uh, just dial it back. Um, we're not going to talk much about that Bills game. I didn't watch it. Kudos to me. I knew I shouldn't, and I didn't. Because I ruined it for you. You bastard. 35. 35 to, actually, I if I you had would a, watch that game live, you would have a different feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't Watching think you know, that but... game live. You want to talk about a fucking roller coaster? I don't care about your fucking day. Watch that <laughs> game live instead of you having some lollygagging fucking great weekend day, whatever you did. Okay. That was a fucking roller coaster, McPhee. He jerked off Jeff Atwood. That That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to talk about a roller coaster? Uh, yeah, no. Well, here, here's what I'll, I'll give you a little insight into it. I was on uh, stage, and as we were about to uh, embark into our performance, literally about to hit it, uh, one of my bandmates is a, from Buffalo, and her husband came up and said, the Bills just ran back the kickoff. <laughs> and, and then they went, one, two, three. I went, fuck. So yeah, um, that's that's how I that's how I watched the game. That was my interpretation of it. Um, two touchdowns returned, so I did go back and, re, and you know rewatch it and um, check out all the shit. So the the two touchdowns returned obviously were uh, major difference makers um, for the most part in a missing lot of ways. Jake, it was missing Jake Bailey, aren't you? Fuck Jake. I mean, you're missing everything. Cam Accord needs to go. They need to take that visor and strangle him with it. Um, that well, Jake that Bailey's the kickoff the- specialist. He's the one that can kick the ball into the end zone. This doofus can't even fucking kick it to the den. Well, That's what the whole problem is. Right. Look, look, let's take off the antagonist hat for a second. If you're going to sit here and start to defend Jake Bailey, then then we know your whole crock is a crock. Okay. Jake Bailey was a has been a piece of shit for two years as a player. All right. He got his money and he flanked out. That's a fact. And so then he got Nick his Folk ass suspended. <laughs> he got his ass suspended for it. Nick Folk has been do or die for this, ride or die for this Patriots team since you, me, and Bill held hands and prayed to Jesus mm-hmm. himself that he would make a fucking extra point in Philadelphia. And then he hit 47 in a row, whatever he did. All right, so let's not get in that. Let's get on Cam Accord for not being able to teach these guys how to cover up a kickoff. How oh, about agreed. that? Agreed. How about agreed. that? Agreed. Uh, but other than that, Bobby, uh, on the roller coaster ride, the other side of it is this team uh, offensively, even in, even in times defensively, looked the best they've looked all season. That was the best game the Patriots played all year, less the two kickoff returns. They I mean, actually second stabil- half offense, second half they offense. stabilized the game. After the, that emotional roller coaster, they returned it for a touchdown. They literally, on the next drive, drove down the field, a full drive, scored a touchdown, stabilized the game, and then stopped them the, the next play after that. Then after that, the game was on. Jacoby Myers with the catch of the year, too, by the way, on that drive. Um, yeah, it, you know, it looked like one, obviously, um, you know, turnovers uh, on both sides of the ball, but look, they lost, um, the bills are a better team than them. Um, yeah, uh, for a lot of, for a lot of different reasons, whether they lost the special teams or whether the offense didn't show up again, or whether, uh, the defense was, um, you know, picked apart by a, a top echelon quarterback, quarterback, like they've been all season. It wasn't a game they were going to win. We knew that 
unless there was a complete turmoil because of the um, um, Hamlin injury uh, or heart attack, whatever you want to call it, or they sat their guys, which none of that happened. So they lost. Um, in order for them to make the playoffs, they needed a win from the Jets and they needed a win from the Browns. Neither of those things happened. So that trash bag team, uh, the two-less Dolphins, the one in five Dolphins in the last six weeks of the season, are in the playoffs and are about to get their freaking doors blown off. And it's a shame because that last game against the Bills showed you, as little as a margin as it is, the Patriots did improve a little bit. I think you can say that. And I'll yeah. give the credit to Belichick because I still think he is that coach that can do that for a team. And I think if you got into the playoffs, whatever the matchup is, who when the Dolphins Dolphins are playing the Bills, so it would have been the same as last year. You got you got a rematch against the Bills. Yeah, you probably go and lose that game again, but you probably don't lose it forty eight to seventeen like you did last year. You just went into their ballpark and gave them a game, so it would have been a step in the right direction. I've been make the playoffs all all. <clears throat> Since day one, you don't want to miss the playoffs. It was a complete disappointment in a word, dysfunctional, and another word, underachieving. How many steps backwards do you want to call it um, from last year to this year? Several. Several that they have to now dig their way out of. Uh, I just, so to <laughs> to identify that, to maybe put that into numbers, I just want to get, and this is just offensively because the defense, um, Maybe we'll do it next week. We can get into the defense and maybe they were, uh, you know, certainly took advantage of bad uh, uh, competition and uh, they were, um, you know, their turnovers. I, I don't want to call turnovers fluky. They did it consistently enough this year to be uh, a they're, threat there. They're a fake top 10 team uh, defense. I don't think they're fake top 10. I think they're a real top 10 defense. It's just hard to be a good defense in this NFL and you don't win on defense in this NFL. But they, I, I would call them a playoff caliber defense. Is that a vague enough, vague enough term to? No, I, I would agree that with works. that. They would seem like a better defense if their offense would hold up their end of the bargain. Thank you. That's also a great point. The defense was doing what they were doing, yeah. constantly behind. They had to put up with so it, many you know. three and outs this year too, where they're not right. getting a proper rest. Part of def, <laughs> a big part of defense is actually being able to 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 rest because you're the one doing the chasing. Yeah, no, it's a great point. Um, it's that's why football is football. It, you know, they go hand in hand. So, but maybe we'll do the defense next week. This is just the offense. These are just the offensive numbers, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen them. Um, but I want to compare them to the roster, the roster turnover offensively from last year to this year. It's not much. On the offensive line, you lost Shaq Mason, and you lost Ted Karras. You replaced them with Cole Strange a rookie and Michael Winu, who was better than Cole than Shaq Mason the year before. If you want to call that, uh, you want to call that a, a wash. You want to call that a slight downgrade. You can do whatever you want, but you also got fucking Matt Patricia as your coach. So keep that in mind. Uh, you kept Johnson out. That was due to the offensive scheme change that they, uh, implemented. They didn't want a fullback. So he went to, uh, Vegas with McDaniels. Then in return, you brought in some rookie running backs. Here's the other big one. Nikhil Harry out, Devontae Parker in. This is just to say, I would argue, certainly from a skill standpoint with another year, like you had you had a better, you brought in Tyquan Thornton, you had a better roster offensively this year than you did last year. <laughs> or at least the same. Hmm. Ramondre Stevenson took 
a giant leap from a rookie year. Many are considering one of the best, or if not the best offensive player on your team, one of the best running backs in the game. And you replace Nikhil Harry with Devontae Parker. Ray, you would not agree that the offense is at least as good roster-wise, if not better than it was last year? So what happened to Mac then? If you had a better roster than would you, you had, would you, would you just I'm turn just off for a fucking no, second? I'm just asking. You troll, you just fucking red-haired, long fucking anus troll. That just <laughs> could you just agree? So your narrative that Mac had all this uh, this bad coaching, but you just said the roster is better. So then, what happened with Mac? It's because of his pissy little cunty attitude. Oh, God, can I get an agree? Can I get an agreement through through uh, example of three guys basically that left and and were replaced that it's either status quo or I agree better. with the skill position part of it. I think the offensive line's definitively worse. Yeah, Win and uh Trent Brown were Yeah, Win Win basically didn't play and when he did play he sucked. Okay, and but they're then, the same guys. The, the well, so but if you're here's calling my point, guy, here's my point though, gentlemen. and the guy's good one year and bad the next, he's not good. Well, let me get to the points. I'll go through your rankings first. Offensive, you, you, spoiler alert, you um, dropped in every single possible category there is offensively in the NFL. Offensive DVOA, minus 17 from last year. Pass DVOA, minus 14. Rush DVO, minus 18. You thought you were a good rushing team this year? Nope. You Mm -hmm. went from 7th to 25th. You were the ninth best offense last year. You're the 26th. You were the 10th best passing offense last year with your bitchy Mac Jones. This year, 24th. First down, you went from third to 26th. Third and fourth down, you went from 18 to 21st. Red zone, you went from third in the league last year to 32nd. Goal to go, fifth to 29th. And points, you went from sixth to 17th. I think they scored 22 less touchdowns this year than they did last year. Interception rate, 16 to 21st. First downs, 19 to 28th, 28th in first down rate. I can third down percentage. Uh, you dropped uh, 9%. Yards per play, eh, relatively the same. Sacks, you almost doubled the amount of That's sacks big. you gave up to your That's point. That's fucking huge. Your offensive line. Uh, your points were down about 100, actually almost exactly 100, 462 to 364. Offensive touchdowns, here it is, 48 to 31, down 17. What's the, what if the, if the roster, Man to man is relatively the same. What was the common denominator that changed? Coaching. So to answer your question, your stupid trolley question. I was what fucking happened, being nice. You what happened to Mac? Can't. The coaching happened. What happened to Isaiah Wynn? The coaching happened. What happened to Trent Brown? The coaching happened. Also, the management happened. You know what they did to Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn? Trent Brown signed a deal with them as a right tackle for right tackle money for two years, and then they switched him to left tackle. Isaiah Wynn is they didn't give him a contract, and he was playing for left tackle money, and they switched him to right tackle. Both of those guys came into camp saying, Fuck you. Don't be sympathetic to them. You stop it. <laughs> Look, thank you, Bobby. All I can tell you is the roster from last year to this year is don't basically tell me the you same. Pull that and you drop yourself. down on average. You At pull him in for guard money and then put him to tackle. Don't to fucking start. Fucking percent mm-hmm. on every single goddamn offensive category they track in the NFL. Look at that chart. There's not one single positive. And the common denominator is coaching. I've been saying this for weeks. At you stupid Mac haters, if you can't, if you if you can't get it through your thick brain, that the the only thing that matters is the decision to bring in Patricia and Judge to to run that offense. I don't know what to tell you. 
we can talk about Mac. We will. Uh, he certainly wasn't great, and he certainly had his down points, but it starts and pretty much ends there. And that's why the first thing they did in the offseason was let go of uh, Patricia or at least move remove him from his duties. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get let go. He's just moving on to a well, different position. He'll probably go back to that front office role he had last no, year. No, no, no. Gerard Mayo's out. Matt Patricia will be in. Well, we can we can get to that and the and the moves that, that need better to be made. not happen. Is anything else uh, stand out to you there on that uh, beautiful chart that I laid out for you? The sack rate that's huge. Obviously, we talked about that. Uh, Quick question: Who was in? Who was coaching the uh, offensive line this year? That'd be Joe Judge. Yeah, they're walking that sack. No, it was Matt Patricia. Good try, though. <laughs> uh, in in the final interview, in the final press conferences of the year, Belichick came out guns a blazing. If you would. That was one hell of a press conference. Jesus. You want to talk about dysfunctional? This is another thing. Look, I don't want to be the Mac guy, but Ray pins everyone in such a corner because his stupid little brain only operates in black and white. If you can't listen to what Bill Belichick said, throwing everybody he can think of under the bus, including his owner. I thought that was pretty clear that he threw him under the bus. For the mistakes that he made. There was no misinterpretation of that. He definitely did. He comes out and says, we're 27th in the league in spending. He comes out and uh, when asked if Mac Jones is your quarterback next year, he says, well, he can play in the league. And then the next day you're going to report that Mac Jones uh, went behind his back. Gee, I wonder where that came from. Mac Jones is camp. (laughs) Bill Belichick is a master manipulator. And uh, he did all the right things to uh, to put himself in it, at least the best light possible, um, being as vague as possible. And then went in, uh, supposedly, Bobby, went into Kraft's office this week, ate crow, said, I do need to change the offense. I will change the offense. And that's the first thing we have to think about. I think that you, uh, you mentioned the quote with the 27th. I th- the quote went even like a little bit further, where basically he said it was like a three year span. So it's like obviously one year was the big spending, but over three years we're at 27th. But then he spoke about the results that he got within those three years, indicating where basically they're a mid table team over three years, but basically are spending at a 27th level. So like, you know, what I'm working with is bottom of the league spending, but what I'm getting you is these results, which is a real close to a fuck you as you can get. No, and it's, so, a, it's a it's a fantastic point. Look, yeah. uh, hey, hey, dickheads in the media, what did we finish this year? 14th? Well, we're 27th in spending. So I just made up 13 points. I just made up 13 uh, yeah. positions. Fuck it's, you. I know. He is... He is not pulling punches, and he was part of it. Like the the way he was conducting that interview was a very Belichick way to do it too. But you know, he he's pulling out the rhetoric rhetoric where everything he's saying is you know I'm making these decisions because it's what I think is best. And he's again, he's always telling you that he's thinking ahead. He's always telling you that he's thinking ahead. I don't know if he always is, but that's what he's saying. Yeah, I don't know if he always is now, certainly. Um, and there was another report that came out in the past seven years. The the Patriots are actually 31st in actual cash spending. So I don't know. We can talk about that a little bit, right? Uh, like, should we be harboring a little hate for the Crafts? They've been skating just as much as Belichick has been skating under Brady's wings for 20 years. They've been able to get away with it. I've also heard reports from the likes of Mike Reese that Belichick is just as responsible for being cheap in his spending as everybody else. And there have been, we don't know what he makes as a coach money-wise, but there's also been a lot of um, more than rumors, speculated, um, uh, uh, informed 
um, speculation that the money he doesn't spend can trickle back into his pocket somewhere yes. down the line. That's so, why Patricia and Judge are yes. there. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just, well, Patricia and Judge don't count towards the cap or or the cash spending, but it, as a if Kraft looks at it as football spending, and he's given... We call that a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I watch, anyone watch that Madoff documentary on Netflix? I'm on, I'm on episode oh, one. Is so, it good? Well, you're going to be... It's very confusing, so Godspeed to you, but... It, <laughs> it's actually not. It's just like, we, I, you take, I take your money and tell you and do something with it, and all I do but is... But then I don't it. do it. I just yeah. take your money. I just yeah. keep it, and then yeah. give somebody else a portion of it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Anyway, so here you go. Here's, here's an idea for you. So Kraft has... Here's your bucket of football money, okay? And over the years, whatever year it was in the past 20-something that he's been for the Patriots, Kraft said, you know what, Bill? Here's the check. Do whatever, Here's the checkbook. Do whatever you want. But here's, here's, here's your bucket of money. Here's what you get to spend. You spend on yourself. You spend on your coaches. You spend on your players. You spend on your training staff. I don't care. You're in charge. And it worked very, very well for a very long time. And now... It's all kind of coming to roost. I don't know if that's true, but I don't know why else. Why would Belichick not spend the owner's money to get better players? Ego? It's not his money. Raymond? Ego, yeah. I mean, uh, everyone says he makes $25 million. Obviously, Patricia and Judge came here. They're getting paid from their former team, so that's something that Bill doesn't have to pay for. Uh, used to get Tom Brady taking pay cuts left and right. So you could go sign these guys. And how many times did we bitch that they weren't going out there getting the guys that Tom Brady wanted and instead, you know, spending money on a defensive player that's not really helping out Brady's uh, offensive side of the thing. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's a wake-up call for both of them. I think Kraft has to go out and spend over more money than he has to, and Belichick has to use what he is getting to address the needs of this team. And one is offensive coordinator, obviously. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see if if Kraft extends himself for what they mean by that. And you know what? Fuck Brady taking um lesser deals. No, he didn't. He got his money. Of course he, he got his money. money. Is a TB twelve set up in uh Patriot's place? place? Yeah. yeah. Tom Brady got taken care of. Don't worry about Tom Brady. Uh, okay, last question on this: uh, How much, Bobby? How much do you think Kraft will kind of meddle in this this offseason? So, I know you probably already saw it, but I've been away from my phone now for about an hour. Um, Patriots announced they're looking for OC. They announced they let everybody know uh, Gerard Mayo is going to Carolina. The head. So, oh, is he? Is that official? He's interviewing for Carolina. Not that he. Oh got yeah, the, I saw that. Oh okay. He's yeah, interviewing for Carolina. Yeah. Uh, very rare from the Patriots to let us know that they're looking for an OC. Why would Carolina want Gerard Mayo as their head coach? Why would anybody want Gerard Mayo as their head exactly. coach? They're saying Gerard Mayo would be the heir apparent. If he stayed here, he'd be the heir apparent to Belichick. Belichick won't even give him a fucking title, but mm. you're going to make give him the head coach? Come on. Like, this shit, like... It, we'll get to it, that. We'll get to that. We'll get to Gerard Mayo. I want your final thoughts because we got to get to headlines. I want your final thoughts on Kraft. If he's going to... Uh, how much meddling do you think? How, how have a of a hand do you think he has this offseason? Good, Ray. No, go ahead. He asked you. Uh, uh, I, I, I think a lot. I mean, he came out with his email like right away. Like, so he came out with the email to show his hand that like, this is what I, I'm not okay with these results. And he's trying to set a table to indicate that he's looking to have changes happen, which I think in turn caused Bill's response in this press conference where he's putting out publicly, Hey, 
These are the things, this is the hand I've been dealt with from the ownership. And this is results that I've given you. So I, I, I do think that he is, cause I think it's also a bit of crafts legacy. Like he doesn't want to other, all, all his other owners, they're in the playoffs winning games and he's getting flexed <laughs> out of Sunday night games. Yeah. They're four years without a, a, a playoff win. Now I think Bill, I think Belichick uh, breaking Shula's record with the Patriots is extremely important to craft, um, especially after the debacle of letting Brady walk out the door. Um, so I, if, if I could put it Ray in a term that I think Bill would understand the queen would understand this off season, uh, Bill Belichick is walking around holding on to the, uh, the inside of Mr. Kraft's pocket as oh. if they were in, in prison. prison. No, I got you. The, I old, the old prison, prison bench move. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's getting dog walked through this off season, <clears throat> at least the beginning of it, to set up his coaching staff and then probably the draft, and um, we'll see how they go from there. Sort of the headlines with the obvious one. Ah, thank you there, Richard. Happy Friday the thirteenth to all of you. Uh, the Patriots season came to an end on Sunday, losing to the Buffalo Bills 35-23. Cam McCord was feeling it as Patriots special teams coach, letting up not one but two kickoff returns for a touchdown. Matt Jones' final game was okay, going 26 for 40 with 243 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. I'm sure it was everyone else's fault and not his, though. Uh, The halfway point of the NBA season is here, and the Boston Celtics sit atop the league with the best record at 30-12. and As we record, they are taking on the flat-earth-loving, Thanksgiving-isn't-a-holiday, anti-Semitic-loving Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. No KD, so hopefully we get the win. Are the Bruins peaking too early? Uh, they are currently 32, 4 and 4, with 68 points this season. And with a record like that, you get named to the All Star team. Coach Jim Montgomery, goalie Linus Allmark, and that's it. David Parker Pasternak, who is currently fourth in points and second in goals, wasn't named a starter. Hopefully, he will get the nod with the fan vote. Speaking of jokes, Trevor Story, the guy who was signed last year as insurance for when Xander left, announced that he had UCL surgery and could be out four to six months. Now there is a glaring hole in the middle of the lineup, uh, like Rich's mother's butthole. And lastly, Lionel Messi scores for Paris Saint-Germain in his first game back since winning the World Cup. Congrats, Rich. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. Guy just cannot score goals, you know? Best ever. Goat. Yeah, go because he takes HGH. Yeah, but you know what? If you had to succumb to the greatest upset of all time, you oh, would too. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that true? Uh, Omar was the only All Star starter from the Bruins, from the best team in hockey. Yep, that's fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I gotta now. Now the football season's over. I can I can get into hockey more. Uh, get myself the NHL package. Hide in my corner and watch some games. Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do some more hockey moving forward. Before that, let's do uh, some Patriots offseason uh, talk. Let's do lists because people like lists. Let's talk about what you need to do, what they need to do. Um, uh, one, two, one through seven, but a lot of lot of underlining issues through these seven um, things that I've pointed out here. Number one, which they've already done, is relieve Matt Patricia from um, offensive coordinator duties. Now, that's not we'll been get, announced, but we'll heavily reported. Yeah. Put a, put a check mark right there. Uh, number two, I had fire Cam Accord. Really? This might be a, a sneaky number two for a lot of people. Might be a little further down the list. Uh, 
That'd be further down the list for me, but yeah. The special teams lost you two games. I don't know. At least two games. At least two Specifically games. Specifically two. Even that Bengals game, Nick Folk missed three extra points. Hmm. Two extra yeah. points. Those three. Uh that guy needs to go. I mean, they, they've been atrocious for two straight years. You got a you got a perfect solution right on your staff. Joe Judge, slip him over there. Yeah, you can slide him over. There you go. And we can uh, go back to love and Joe Judge like we always had before. That was a thing. Uh, higher OC. All right. So now I'm just thinking chronologically. It's much easier to fire some guy than it is to hire some guy. So you can just bang those two out real quick. I'd like to see uh, Cam Accord out um, within the next day or two. But hire the OC. We can have. Let's have a conversation about this. So Cliff Kingsbury has been in the in the news. Albert Breer was the first to report that the Patriots had quote unquote done their research on Cliff Kingsbury. Let's stop there, Bobby. I know you're against Cliff Kingsbury. Tell us why. He's a phony. He was at Hot Texas phony. Tech. Okay. Texas Tech. Life. I don't know if you know what Texas Tech is. It's a Big 12 school where all they do is throw the ball around. And he had the best quarterback on the fucking planet and had a losing record and got fired. He can't fucking coach. And then for some reason, the Cardinals hired him. He's never even been an offensive coordinator. Um, the, the, the guy the, can't coach. The Cardinals hiring hiring him after getting fired um, was a very Cardinals move. However, I'm going to push back on the can't coach. Before he was hired by the Cardinals, he did have a, the OC job for um, SC. They did hire him. He didn't take it because uh, he was waiting on the Cardinals to give him the job. When he took over for the Cardinals, they went from five wins to eight wins to 11 wins. They got in a playoff game, and then this year, Kyler Murray um, played Call oh. of Duty. Call of Duty came out. He didn't want to play. New Call of Duty came out. Like yeah. that's that's also facts. So yeah. that was one on his list. Whether he can list. coach or not, I actually also think as uh, is, is a little bit moot in this point because I don't need him to coach. I just need him to call offense. I just need him to come in and run an offense. Well, part of running that's an it. offense is having an established relationship with your quarterback. Kyler Murray doesn't like Cliff Kingsbury. So, on a professional level. His last quarterback didn't like him. Granted, Kyler is Kyler. And also, Mac granted, is Mac. the quarterback before that was uh, Patrick Mahomes. It is Patrick Mahomes. But at Texas Tech, he threw uh, 46 touchdowns for 10 interceptions and he, over 5,000. All he has to do is call. He's like, Patrick, pass the ball. That that was the play. There was no offense. He just fucking called pass plays, and he just chucked it. I'm with right. Bobby on this. I'm on with Bobby on this one. I want. To, I don't want Kingsbury because for the a, same well, reason. He's just another retread coach. It's like hiring Patricia. He's and a he, failed head coach. We're bringing you. in. Hey, how dare you? It's like hiring Patricia. That's it's that's an insult thing. to every everybody coach. that's ever coached head offense coach, before. And he's coming in on a cheap because obviously the Arizona Cardinals gave him that huge extension, so he's coming in for free. You want someone where Bill Belichick is actually dishing out money from his payroll. So like a Bill O'Brien and Nick Cayley. Guy like that would be someone someone he I might would have want. some goddamn respect for. Yeah. Here, here's here. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I, I'm not a yes or no on Cliff Kingsbury. I don't, I don't really know. Here's what I do know. I if if the Patriots had anybody with a semblance of offensive mind on this team this year, you'd be in the playoffs. Anybody. That's Cliff Kingsbury. That's Cam. Uh, fucking Cam Accord was an offensive coordinator for a high school team. Yeah. If that guy got the offense, he would have been. They would have been in the playoffs. I don't think so. Cliff Kingsbury 
um, has been um, considered a pretty sharp offensive mind for many, many years. He was with the Patriots staff before Texas Tech. He is comfortable or at least familiar with the Patriots um, uh, system and, and, you know, in the in Foxborough and Belichick. So those are all positives and he's free. So those are all positives. Those are all reasons why uh, you could point to why they might do it. Negatives are, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's kind of failed, but you know what? There's only 32 NFL head coaches. A lot of them fail. Question. I don't know if either one of you know this, but if you bring in Kingsbury, can you give him the OC title? Because no, you got to pay him. That's why they never that's give these I guys thought, titles. That, that, yeah. Okay. So he won't have the title. He'll just be on the staff. Yeah, you can't. There's, I don't It'll know, some kind of some fucking NFL bylaw that yeah, if you okay. give a coordinator position, they, you know, you have to uh, have a minimum salary or something like that. Okay, gotcha. Um, which doesn't matter, I, you know. And the Queen and I went had this conversation in our text chain. Would Cliff Kingsbury care? He, he said, "Ego, yes, he would care." I don't know. He's getting paid something like nine million dollars a year or something. From, from well, I mean, you already, <laughs> if your ego Cardinals is in play, years. why would you work for free? Essentially, essentially, he's being the offensive coordinator for the Patriots for free. He's getting well, paid in, by it, the Cardinals. But in your logic, why would anybody else hire him? Why would anybody else hire Kingsbury? Yeah, he's a failed head coach. Why would anybody else hire him? I don't think they will. I, I think well, that's he's why gone. you'd work he's, for free. Well, but then he's not working. He's getting paid by the Cardinals. He'd be getting paid the same money no matter what. Yeah, but somebody's got to give him an opportunity. Well, yeah, and that's, that's where the Patriots graveyard comes into play. Well, mm-hmm. also, Belichick's what, 71? He'll be 71 this year. What if Kingsbury comes in here and says, hey, Guess what? Bill's going to be retiring after he gets the record. Maybe if this works out, you could be the heir apparent. Well, that's and and that's the Billy O'Brien route, right? So uh, anybody that comes in here next is um, always going to be rumored or in line or somewhat in line for, okay, the next step. Uh, you know, we got to start thinking about in two years, Belichick's out of here, three years, Belichick's out of here. So, you know, there's a chance to take over for, you know, one of the best franchises in the NFL. So that's, that's a pretty good gig. Speaking of Billy O'Brien, um, reportedly, the Patriots have not contacted him, even though he has been the most um, uh, obvious choice to take over. Um, he has experience with Mac Jones um, before he went to Alabama. Mac Jones and him had you know sessions. Spring session, yeah. Kind of go over the offense. Obviously, has experience with the Patriots. Um, the offense that he runs is the same offense that Mac Jones had success with as a rookie and in Alabama, essentially. Um, he does have success as a head coach at both Penn State in an awful situation following the Sandusky bullshit. He did a great job pulling that uh, system out of the out of the mud. And say what you want about him in Houston, but he went to the playoffs with Brian Goddamn Hoyer. Yeah, he was given the personnel position uh, duties there and never wanted him. And that's kind of when things went downhill for him in in Houston. But um, highly regarded as a good coach um, in the NFL. Sorry, your thoughts on Billy O'Brien? Go ahead. That's my guy. That's the guy I want because you know what? When you saw him on the sideline and going toe-to-toe with Tom Brady, getting in Tom Brady's face because he wasn't doing what he was told to do, that's what you want. You want someone to be able to go, if Mac's going to be the quarterback next year, to be able to say, hey, cut the shit. This is what I need you to run. This is what – look at what's open. You know, make the correct reads. You know, you want someone to be the tough love guy who doesn't give a fuck. Yes, he made some bad mistakes getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins in uh, Houston – I mean, so there's a track record of that, but if he's the offensive coordinator, I think Mac needs someone that's tough love, not some fat fuck that doesn't know how to read a fucking offense, you know? Bobby? I, I agree. He's a professional coach, and there'd be improvement. But just the way I'm looking at it, like, if you're looking to move into the future, you don't look to the past. He's just, he isn't, like, 
he is a professional coach and we would improve. And if it's the best we can do, okay, we'd be better. But I, the way I'm approaching the Patriots as the way they should move forward is to make moves that can get them back to where they were. And I just don't think that that is the sort of move that would do it because it just represents the old guard that they're trying to recreate, which is never going to happen. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you bring a, a good point. I mean, you're, what you're talking about is kind of a completely uh, like reshaping the organization. I find that hard to believe they'll do under Belichick. With Bel when Belichick is there, there's not going to be reshaping anything, right? It's just going to be under his under his tutelage. And I kind of agree with Ray. I think the best you might be able to do under this tutelage is Billy O'Brien. It might be and the case. unless, unless to your point, Bobby, unless there's some unnamed kid and a Nick Cayley or somebody else that we've never heard of that can come in and do something. Yeah. But let me give you this. I heard today on the radio of the six, I think there's 16 coaches, positional coaches on the, on the staff for the Patriots outside of Patricia and the, um, uh, the Jewish stat God, Evan Goldstein, whatever the fuck his name is that he brought over from Detroit. There's another guy that Patricia brought over from Detroit and Joe judge. Those are the only guys that have, that are currently uh, have any other experience other than the Patriots. And clearly, and of course those guys came from the Patriots as well. So of your 16 coaches, all of them are Patriots born and raised of the 16 Outside of Belichick, they have an average of three and a half years coaching experience. And they're all from the same system. That's so fucked. It's so fucked. And it does not lend any credence to Belichick going that far out of the organization for what you're asking for, Bobby, to challenge himself and challenge his organization with an outside voice. I don't see that happening. It's why I see Cliff Kingsbury as the closest thing to that because he doesn't run the same offense. And and he hasn't been. It's not like he grew up through Belichick. He just spent some time on the staff. Other than that, Billy O'Brien coming in and stepping in where he left off in '09 or whatever, whenever he left, um, I think is your best bet. Unless unless Nick Cayley too. So yeah, he wants they, to come. That's been reported. Yeah. So um, either way, um, look. He, let me ask you this: If they do give O'Brien the job and he gets to bring some of his coaches along, maybe steals from, from Alabama or some guys that he's worked with in the past, are you going to be, uh, you know, what's your level of disappointment? Is it a complete disappointment or is it okay? Would you be? Uh, would you? Would you be disappointed about? I'm asking Bobby. Bobby wants a complete rehaul. Would oh, I be dis? I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I, I and I wouldn't be encouraged. I would just be like. I, I would be satisfied that the change was made because I think it would represent, like I said, he's a professional coach and he would get the job done. If Bill O'Brien was the coach of this year, we would have won 10 or 11 games and we'd be in the playoffs. So yeah. I think I that's feel, an encouragement. Yeah. But for, for how I'm going to feel for what I'm looking for personally, I wouldn't be discouraged or encouraged. I would just be like, okay, they made, they made a move that was salient and it was, I can't be upset about the decision. It was done. Yeah. I think what you're looking for, um, you're going to have to wait two or three years for Belichick to yeah. get out of here. Pretty mm -hmm. much. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I think O'Brien coming in here gets you uh, dockets two or three wins. And I think you're a uh, perennial uh, playoff team. Wild card. No, I agree. Ten, uh, yeah. Ten, wild card with, with maybe Belichick. Looking at ten, Although, maybe looking at 10 wins. Look, look at the bills. They're, they're no, like 
they're not some lock-in powerhouse Tom Brady Patriots winning the division 17 years in a row. They have more than a handful of games where they blow it. Josh Allen, as good as he is, is a rockhead. He makes dumb mistakes constantly. The Bills could have been had in that game. The division could have been had this year. The division is not completely locked in as if it were with the Patriots from their run from call it 03 to you know, whatever. And we think so, Robert Kraft's treat cheap. That fucking order for Buffalo is cheaper than Robert Kraft. So I think sooner it or might later, be coming around. Yeah, they're yeah. paying digs, they're paying all those guys. So yeah, okay, a lot um, of people. Let's move forward. Let's do the DC talk, Ray. I know you you are uh, been talking a long time. You think Mayo's one hundred percent gone. Yeah. Bobby, I'm with you. I don't know why anybody would hire that guy as a head coach. I don't know what he's proved, but he might get a I think defensive coordinator position somewhere else is more likely. Cleveland's so, called. The first question asked. you would ask in the interview is Gerard, what is it that you do there? <laughs> it's just like, it would be like that office space interview. What is it that you do? Yeah. <laughs> well, Ray, why do you think he's gone? I just think he's gone because I think he doesn't have the de- uh, defense coordinator position here. You have Steven Belichick who is apparently being groomed to be that guy. So why not? Even if he doesn't get a head coaching job, I think he's gone to get a defensive coaching uh, coordinator job somewhere else. Like Cleveland's already asked for him. I'm sure other teams around the league are going to ask for him to interview for that position as well. So I just think he's, I think if he wants to be, uh, take that next step, he has to leave, you know, Bell Belichick and the Patriots. I agree with that. Can I ask you two questions? Do we know of Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo, who is the better coach? Nope. So just to give you a little bit of background, Steve Belichick has been on the Patriots staff for, I think, seven years, worked his way up through his positional and got it to the where he's got to go. Uh, Gerard Mayo has been there for three. Um, uh, but you had all the playing time, though. I okay. think the only thing that's well, verified. Troy Brown played for Belichick like 20 years, the and the receivers sucked this year. So I don't know what that has to do with anything. Just because <laughs> you can play saying. doesn't mean you can coach. I'm saying. I missed that, Bobby. What would you say? I think the only thing that's verifiable about what they do is that Steve Belichick calls the defense. He's the active defensive play caller. I've also it's uh, I've also heard reports from the beat guys from from Reese and everyone else that they like like they have admitted that Steve Belichick is a good coach. Yeah. Of course you have the nepotism thing going on though. Yeah. Right. So that gets in the way. So it's even if to, the, it's tough to avoid. Even if the right move was here's what I think Belichick needs to do. Belichick needs to name a DC, whether it's Mayo or whether it's Bella or whether it's his son, he needs to go full board with it and just give him the position. And 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 he needs to get back to a okay, Mike Shanahan had the if you don't like to it, do it, get out of my face. That's it. And this is where he lost it, right? And this is why Mac Jones is acting like this. And I've been telling you this for months and months and months. Belichick lost his entire team. He lost his room when he brought Patricia on to run the offense because the oh, entire absolutely. team went, what the fuck are you doing? We absolutely. can't trust you anymore. Joe Judge as well. Both he needs to get back to that. No more Steve Belichick, Drod Mayo, you guys collaborative, blah, blah, blah. Give me a DC. Give me an OC. Those guys run the ship. Make it military like he used to. And anybody that has a problem with it, including Mac, can fuck off. That's what really needs to happen. Do you know really would actually help the whole locker room? Get rid of Steven Belichick. I don't disagree with that unless he's the better coach. But what if Mayo sucks? Who what do you Mayo think is actually when you listen to who the do people, you think no one says he's bad? Who do you think's actually calling the plays? This is Bill Belichick's whole defensive scheme. No matter what you Oh, Steve's calling the plays. Steve Belichick calls the defensive plays. plays. I understand that, but it's Bill Belichick. So if you got rid of Steven Belichick, there's one less Belichick in the locker room. Now, hey, guys. Let's get back to being one, you know, let's, this, my son's gone. Here's the new DC. I don't, I actually don't get the feeling that 
that nepotism thing has creeped into that. I, the problems were on offense. The defensive squad was tight and with it, and Steve Belichick has worked his way through the system with those guys there. They respect him as a coach. They like him as a coach. Um, certainly they do with Mayo too. I don't know who's the better coach. I don't know who would be the better play caller. I think, yes, certainly the lack of nepotism generally helps anything. Um, but if you give Gerard Mayo the play sheet and he sucks, then, well, he sucks. He almost got the head coaching job in Denver last year. Remember that? He was interviewing for How to that. go for Denver. How to act Yeah, we look at, what's look that, at what's, fucking what's judgment, that fucking judgment, okay? Yeah, <laughs> their fucking judgment sucks. Now it's being told they're going to bring in Dan Quinn. There's another great fucking idea. Yeah, good job, Denver. The 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 Walmart crew is doing real well over there. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see. Certainly a loss from Mayo for it, it will hurt. I'll tell you, I'll say that the defense has been good and clearly he's been a big part of it. So um, him walking away for nothing uh, will bring hurt. Bring Flores back. Oh man, that's can right. I ask you? Can back. I ask you a quick question? That's DC uh, since Cornell. Who would you respect more on the defense? A guy that played in the system who was a Pro Bowl play- type player or a guy whose daddy is the coach? A guy who coached me the best, which is... is uh, yeah, just whoever was better. You yeah. fucking both took the easy way out on that question. Nah, because you're so stupid. You don't, you don't frame it. You're just again, framing it again, in such a simple, telling, goddamn way. You're telling me something I don't We don't even don't know what Gerard know. Mayo does. We don't He's know what Gerard there. Mayo does. We don't know what he does. Steve Belichick's been there for seven years. Guys say they like him. He coaches very well. He's handled the defense, uh, running the plays for three straight seasons. Like He's earned his stripes. He's pretty good. I can tell you the sky Belichick. is blue, and you're going to argue with me and say it's fucking purple, no matter what. Well, it's fucking raining right now, so it isn't blue. Yeah, it isn't blue, you dumb cunt. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, let's keep it civil here. Uh, the next I had on this was restructuring some deals. So um, just in cap space, we talked about, good God, we, we're going long. I don't know. Okay. Now, how's your kids doing? <laughs> That's how, what how, she how's said. Your, how's your kids doing? I turned off the sound. Uh so you got Jonu Smith, you got Judon, you got Henry, and you got Godshow. <laughs> They're all making the top guys are making 17 million next year. Henry's around like 13. Gotcho's at 10. Um, you can re- you could restructure all these guys and get under the cap. Your cap space right now, I think, is like top six, top seven. You're at like 44, 54 million. 40... No, 54. The last I saw was 44. But it's either gonna way, it's gonna go up. It's gonna go up this year. Okay. That's well, e- either way, here's the guys. Here's your own guys. So Restructuring Jonah Smith, I think, is a foregone conclusion. That that dude has you no leverage, to. and he's yeah. making way too much money. Yeah. Um, Judon, I think, likes it here and has had a lot of success here and would probably extend uh, Henry the same, and Godchow is similar, both to Jonah Smith. You suck. Um, so that should clear up some money for you. You should be able to um, you know, get some space. That's That's cash spending, but that should give you some space. And you need the cap space. Because you got to sign some big guys. Before mm-hmm. we get to that, here's the, your own guys, and you tell me l- real quickly, yes or no, whether you whether you want these guys back, and if you want to elaborate on what they should cost and go for. It, but um, sounds of silence himself, Jonathan Jones. Yes, as a number two. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mister Reliable Jacoby Myers. Yes, as yes. a number four. He's not gonna sign as number four. He's probably gonna get number two wide receiver money. No. No. Then see you later. It's probably like $14 million. No, see you fucking later. I might say yes. Uh, Jabril Peppers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he'll come back cheap. Uh, Damian Harris. No. Indifferent. Don't really care. No, bye-bye. <laughs> uh, Mac Wilson. No. No. He hasn't played defense in a month. 
<laughs> Raekwon McMillan. Backup linebacker. Whatever. Uh, McCordy Slater, time to go. See ya. I mean, if Slater came back, but uh, whatever. McCordy can't play safety anymore. No. McCordy's been involved in every big play, and he's missed on everything last year or two. Uh, and then lastly, I think there's been talks. Uh, would you extend Duggar this year before he gets to the free agency? Yes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Uh, here's your roster holes. Here's your biggest ones. Disagree with me if you'd like. Uh, left tackle. Agreed. Number one wide receiver. Agreed. Number one cornerback. Agreed. Okay. Let's just have a conversation how you want to address that. Draft, trade, or uh, sign. You got to do you got to do it all if you really want to be competitive. Two questions: Do you think they'll do it all, and how do they do it? No, Raymond? they won't do it all. They won't do it all. I don't think that this big the the big old number one receiver is coming in, but I think the tackle, linebacker, and defensive tackle will get addressed. If you bring Billy O'Brien in, so the rumor is that DeAndre uh, Hopkins is going to be traded from Arizona. He, everyone's saying trade whatever you can to get him here. If you bring Billy O'Brien here, you're not getting DeAndre Hopkins, so that won't happen. I think Disagree. you address... I don't really? want DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you, for a third round? No. He's just like Devontae Parker, except like a little bit better. We've seen that guy. Like He's not fast. Like He doesn't run routes. He just goes and gets balls. You think Hopkins is like Devontae Parker? He's the same player. No, he's... He's a better version of that. Like, meaning he's like a 50-50 guy. Like, he's not a route running guy. He just throw him the ball and then he kind of gets it. Like he's Bobby, an you athlete. sound like me on this one. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh <laughs> no. Hopkins, get me him. He's a top five wide receiver. Look, no, if you not anymore. No, you'd be pay you'd be paying him for what he already did instead of what he's gonna do. Uh if the Patriots get him, they won't be paying him for shit. They'll restructure and do something. But- if you get him for nothing, take it. But like I wouldn't like try hard. Here, here's here's the thing. I, I I think that your number one need is a left tackle. I think that you in if whatever else you want to throw on the offensive line, I think you need to absolutely sure up your offensive line. And that goes for any shitty fucking team in a dysfunctional organization. Your first step is sure up your offensive line. Nothing else matters. Beyond that, offensively, nothing else matters. I think you After- need both tackles. I think you need a left tackle and right tackle. Here's the deal with Trent Brown. He's still under contract. If you get a coach that can coach him up and you get winning, I think Trent Brown plays ball. You put him at right tackle, he'll play. Probably, I think you can get him to feel play. better about himself. You, okay. you, can, you can get him to play ball. I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Cole Strange, from all the professionals I've listened to, I know he had some bad runs there, but he seems to be. Um, he He's seemed to have improved the last four years. He's okay. We know Andrews is good. A win who had a great year. Um, you need some depth, but left tackle at fourteen, number fourteen overall, you should be good. Yeah. Your next step, I think, and I know I've called the Miami Dolphins trash for years. But if we've learned anything from them, if you give these weak Alabama quarterbacks some talent around them, they What'd can you say? win. What'd you say? Well, don't do this, Draymond. Don't don't make me <laughs> jump down your throat as I try to get on the same I didn't page hear you. in a civil my, conversation. My headphones went out. I didn't hear what you said. Mac Jones is a average to above average quarterback. Oh, okay. Above average quarterbacks who are not great and elite need talent around them. That's what the Patriots need. We've learned that from Tua Tagovailoa. So you have to go address a playmaking wide receiver. Whatever that sign, sign. They can't draft receiver. Sign they it. can't. Well, this this is going to be my next point, Bobby. They can't draft receivers, and they can't really draft cornerbacks. So I'd look. They to can s- draft cornerbacks low, not high. Yeah, they can draft undrafted guys that takes them three yeah. years to develop. They need a guy next year. 
Mm. So you need to identify a distressed asset at quarterback, at cornerback, somebody wants off their team or or wants to get paid, and something similar with a wide receiver. I don't like the idea of paying T. Higgins. I think that he's a number two, 1A at best. Um, And I don't really care who it is. Just get somebody who doesn't need to be schemed open. Get somebody – and to, against your point, Bobby – I'll take a DeAndre Hopkins who can go out there and just get the fucking ball because that's what guys like Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa need. They need guys that can just go get open and get the ball. So the problem is, too, is that the free agent class is terrible for wide receivers this year. Uh, no, you're going to have to trade. You're going yeah, to have to trade. You're going to have to trade. Yeah, it's not like terror. It's just it, it isn't like there's not like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. It, but like you can get receivers. The idea of of drafting um, based on the history the last couple of years of wide receivers and cornerbacks coming out of the out of the uh, college football ranks, if the Patriots had like any semblance of a decent track record, you could probably get those guys in that draft. Yeah. But they don't, so I don't know how I don't know exactly how you address. Bobby, it, but... can I give you the top ten real quick of the wide receivers of the free agent class right now? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, DJ Shark, Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones, Julio Jones, uh, Byron Pringle, Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers, Deontay, Deontay Hardy, Juju Smith-Schuster, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, and Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater. <laughs> what? They the were all ten. Patriots. What that? That's that's the top ten right now. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's not good. And here's what you're going to hear from Patriots. Name Alan Lazar will be a name people bring up. Juju Smith Schuster. Alan Lazar is a Devontae Parker to me. Like that's just a guy that kind of runs on the sideline and picks balls high in the air. Yeah. Um. None of those guys are going to run past people. I think that's what you need. You need a guy that can run three yards past the line of scrimmage horizontally that you can just dump it to and he can run you don't a have julian, like a julian edelman you think taekwon thornton would be that guy don't don't compare julian edelman to any of those stiffs i'm just saying like you said a guy that can run around and then go that's julian edelman okay final thoughts on the uh on the uh i wasn't mean i just said okay also you need a kicker and a punter any final thoughts on the uh, roster needs that need to uh, be addressed Cornerback, left tackle. I totally agree with you. Yep. Number one, one and one A. How how much better do you think this defense would be if they brought in a oh my god top, be top shelf five. cornerback? Top five, easily top five. Do you think a lot of people think that they need to address their linebacker core more? They're also saying that Bella Belichick will never would get be a quick in that camp. Point. Yeah, really, I agree. You need quick. You need to get with the times. You need a guy. So like you that. have you have uh uh if the if you sign him you have uh, sounds of silence Jonathan Jones you have Marcus Jones and you have maybe Jack Jones if he comes uh, groveling back. he'll be back he'll be back <laughs> so I'm sorry future MVP Jack Jones thank you uh the Joneses there who all slot in at number twos or number threes none of them can play the number one position and I think what we've been calling for for two years, Jalen Mills slips into that Devin McCourty free safety role, which I think he'll really excel at. You got Jabril Peppers, Adrian Phillips, uh, and Duggar still there in safeties. You're really solid there. The only hole is number one cornerback. Mm -hmm. You've been saying it all along. You've been saying that all season long. The best defenses Bill Belichick has ever had have had a lockdown Hall of Famer 
number one cornerbacks. Yep. And they can shut down an entire side of the field when they have that and sky's the limit when they can. Mm-hmm. I might change my tune. That might be the number one thing I want to get. <laughs> if, they, if they can take this defense from a, a, a pop top, top 10 to a, to a true number five with a Jalen Ramsey type uh, uh, star, I don't know who it is. Um, then you know, then the he offense only has to get once. a little bit better. They gave Gilmore a full contract. It was like at the time was it seventy five million? I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, it was per a, whatever it was, yeah, it was a full market deal that the Patriots at that time never did. Right, so could be possible. Okay. Um, oh boy. We got a lot to get to and we and and we didn't we already went through some of that let's just do a quick break we'll do uh the mac jones um you can mac shame me here ray and then um and then we'll close out the show i won't do that to you baby uh mac Jones. Here's from here's from NFL.com. NFL.com ranked him the 26th quarterback in the league. Hmm. Not last. Uh, here's his stats. He played 14 games. He had a yeah, 65% completion percentage. He had 2,000. He had 3,000 yards. Uh, 14 touchdowns. 11 picks. Although seven of those came in the first five weeks. This is also we haven't talked about this. <laughs> this is again the coaching thing. I'm sorry. They went into camp and they wanted to run a zone running scheme. And then basically by the second preseason, the game said, never mind, throw scrap throw that. Out. <laughs> throw that out. What we're going to do is we're going to play 50-50 ball and we're just going to have them throw it up and, and go from there. And then that got Mac killed, literally hurt, high ankle sprain. And then they went to Zappy and they, and they changed their offense for Zappy and they went, oh, we can do this. That's how that all happened. And in that span... Mac threw seven interceptions. Then he got hurt, and then he came back. And then he threw one interception the rest of the time until the last game of the season. So take that what you want. He had 11 picks on the season. Uh, 100 yard rushing yards, good for you, Mac. One rushing touchdown, five fumbles. So uh, here's what they say in NFL.com. Back in July, Bill Belichick crooned over the great job Jones was doing as a rookie. Another thing, Belichick loved this kid last year and into camp and that deteriorated when he went behind his back uh bill's assessment coming out of year two mac has the ability to play quarterback in this league a little bit of a uh deterrent from there belichick also acknowledged the entire offense must grow into something more functional it's a lock that uh changes are coming perhaps in the shape of bill o'brien but mac the mac deserved better this season why did play call and matt patricia so forcefully drift away from what suited his starter question mark jones piled up a hundred and four point uh, passer rating on play action snaps with a 80 point mark otherwise yet the patriots employed play action on just 16 and a half percent of their snaps ranking 38th of 40 qualifying passes this season his tumble was grounded with mismanagement he set up for a bounce back candidate in foxborough's uh heavies sort uh, foxborough's i don't know if they want that sentences he set up for a bounce back it's a great point the guy guy's an excellent play action quarterback and they just didn't run it uh was that espn you said that was as nfl uh did they say how many tiers he had this year uh yep uh 
69. Ah, nice. nice. <laughs> nice. You also had you also had the whole Chicago debacle. You had they they which was based- which was being reported that Bill Belichick that was a fuck you to Mac because that's when he found out he was calling other coaches to ask for advice. That's been speculated, not reported. And Sorry, speculated like my fucking six inch wang. Yeah, it's speculated that whoa, you have a six whoa, inch wang until someone whoa, actually sees whoa, it. Whoa. Yeah, that it's four. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nothing. Nothing is as it seems. Uh, uh, but either way, they did him so dirty. They did him so dirty. <laughs> Like they put him in such a bad spot this year, and then they fucked with him in the middle of it. Like I don't know how else you want to look at it. They did I him agree. so dirty. I'd be I so agree. pissed if I was him too. His second year in the league. Are you fucking kidding me? They did him so dirty. Eleven touchdowns, one pick in the final uh, eight se- eight games of the year. I want to hear Buffalo. Bobby. I want to hear Bobby's voice of reasoning. Go ahead, Bobby. Regarding Mac. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Matt, the whole thing is so complicated and nuanced because obviously he was not set up for success, but he, he is, he just isn't, this goes back for me. It goes back to what I was saying about the coaching changes. I want someone that can take us to where we were. Mac isn't that guy. He just isn't. He can win games. We can get to the playoffs. If you set him up with the proper structure, which he didn't get totally get that but for us to get back to where we were matt can't do that plus i don't like him he's a douchebag and i don't <laughs> want him there anymore i don't know how anyone could say you can't do it i don't know how you adjust i don't know how you have a judgment on a guy in two years last year we were saying trevor lawrence was a bust and he just look, took his team to the playoffs Never so said that. i don't Never know said. how we can say he can't do it i just don't i don't i think that it's an incomplete he doesn't have the mental fortitude to get us to the promised land. If How do you, you know that? Because look what he just got dealt. You just got dealt the worst offensive coordinator of all time, and you just finger pointed. Even though you had a shitty season, you took all the blame and threw Why? it on Matt This Patricia. is also another just thing. Just like you, motherfucker. This is, a, this is also another thing. What finger pointing? Oh, come on. No, really. We, what, we can't what do finger... running. Roll the and fucking ball. And if a story ball, comes out that said, he was mean it. to Zappy, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> Now that wait a minute. Not come out. Now wait a minute. All of this finger pointing is based off two games where he motherfucked his coach on the field. So that was it because he took a press conference every game. Show some he did goddamn me- He respect. did media twice a week all year. No shit. And not- Belichick tell him not to fucking say anything. It's was the he Patriot. Him- it's the Patriot way. You gotta go out there. Did that work with Jacoby after the Chicago game where he said they did Mac Mac dirty? No. He didn't think he didn't like, but this is Mac Jones. He wants to have a long career in the NFL. So he doesn't want to go out. Bashing have a his phenomenal career as a right, backup. Coach, coach, He'll be yeah. great. So we're he Carolina. didn't. Fin- so, so he didn't actually finger point. He just motherfucked his coach on the field. Rich call other companies and say, Hey, how are you doing business? My company is not doing really well right now. Tell yeah, me that's what called you're... networking, you dumb shit. It happens that's all the ne- fucking time. You'd yes, be fired. You'd be fired in an instant. Are you? Are you? Look, maybe plumbers don't wag their dicks <laughs> at each other constantly, but it's called networking. You go talk to your competitors constantly. 
on a fucking regular basis to see what they're doing in business. They have, they have constant the meetings time. at Ray's job. Listen, if you talk to other fucking companies about how to unclog a toilet, I swear to fucking God. Yeah, if you see what other goddamn plungers there's using, <laughs> you're out of here, Langevin. You yeah, fucking, exactly. you backstabbing <laughs> bastard. Are you kidding me? Is that a, it's a, such a fucking joke. I honestly don't, I, I, I think you're serious now for a while. I thought you were joking, but now I, I actually think you're serious and it's a little bit concerning how, how dimwitted it is. He's pretending to be frozen. Cause he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> no, I think we need to go on a nice little bender weekend and just get this all. I might under- fucking kill you. I might murder you. <laughs> That's fine. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. It's actually not true. I really don't care that much. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Uh, we've gone very, uh, very, very long. Um, let's let, I'm not even going to take a break right now. I'm just going to tell you that the Red Sox are completely embarrassing themselves. Uh, they do not have after the Trevor story, uh, injury and IR, they actually don't have a single shortstop on their roster. <laughs> their 40 man roster doesn't have a shortstop or second so, baseman, right? Uh, they have Trevor, uh, Trish, uh, Christian Arroyo, who's technically a second baseman. Uh, but if you look at the, uh, official lineup card, um, the number eight slot is TBD because they can't put anybody in the shortstop position because nobody actually slots in there from their 40 minute lineup. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's astounding. They, for two years, if they didn't want Bogarts after they let him go, they could have signed six of the top shortstops in the league. They all moved Seeger, uh, uh, Trey Turner, Carrera, um, Swanson, Swan, Dansby Swanson. And they didn't. They let them all, Javi Baez, they didn't. They let them all go, and the guy they picked was Trevor Story, who they knew had an, uh, an elbow injury that flared out, flared up on him a year later. Go figure. And now they are uh, in a position where they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They're, they're down at the bottom with uh, the Marlins and the Tigers for World Series odds, plus 8,000. Um, and they have the audacity to come in front of uh, a show and run a scroll of people who are involved with the Dever signings like credits and talk about the good things that they've done and the good things to come. They're an embarrassment. They're an embarrassment. Um, they're going the wrong direction. Heimblum lacks the skill to do what they need him to do. Uh, at best, they're two or three years away from these young guys coming in and competing. And how are you supposed to bridge that gap while you continue to lie? To everybody involved in, in terms system. of fans, build your farm system. Oh, oh if wait. they just That's if they mediocre. just if they just came out and said we're going to take the next two years to build, then we'd be pissed because you're the Red Sox and you're being cheap. But at least you'd be honest, and we could be honest and hate you for being honest. We hate you for lying now and for sucking. So remember that quote that he had from last week about how hard it was and him sobbing. It is. It is really, really hard. It is really, really hard. And uh, good luck to Heim. Fucking cringeworthy. His next his quote, this this press conference was, quote, we're going to do this and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Uh, all right. First, when I said I was going to lose weight. Yeah, every year. All right. Uh, simplest Minds of the Week right for this. Are you stupid or something? 
almost as stupid as a stupid does. Do you see this video? Yep. It's not that to you, right? Yep. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., for you layman's. On a flight, I guess this was back in Thanksgiving, and we just got the like the video now. I think there was reported that he no, had shown in, up. It was in December. I thought it was the Friday after Thanksgiving. Remember back then, it was reported like he had. Well, shown I remember up a report and, like, about him with a plane. Yeah. 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 I th- think this is the same incident. I don't think he has two of these. If it was does, right. It was right before he was supposed kudos. to sign with a team. Sign with the Cowboys. Who's supposed to sign with yes. the Cowboys? Yes. Bobby's right. Yes. Okay, well, the timing doesn't really matter. Either way, um, apparently he came from the club, was completely fucked up, um, unresponsive, sitting in his seat, wouldn't put a seatbelt on, at times didn't have his pants on. There's actually a video of a, of <laughs> a flight attendant going, where's the guy's pants? <laughs> um, and caused the plane to deplane um, a two-hour delay. Everybody had to get off. They called the cops. The cops gave him every chance to get off, and he continued to be an asshole. And then there's one clip of um, one one actual soul walking off the plane, giving him shit. And in response, oh, Del Beckham Jr. says, well, your guys are going to be delayed 40 minutes and I'm going to get on a private plane and fly to where I got to go. So eat shit, fatty, I think is what he said. I would have been arrested with him. <laughs> well, if I was by myself and I'd been drinking. I think I would have attacked him. I think I would have attacked him. There's nothing worse than uh, like improper plane etiquette. And if you're oh. if you're this deliberate of an asshole, everyone should have the right to hang you from the fucking you. wing as you take off to thirty five thousand feet. Agreed. Plane etiquette is one of the biggest things that like my biggest pet peeve. Like people that stand up too early. Oh, the stand uppers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> The people that like, oh, we've just, you know, we docked, here we go, and they just fucking stand up and they sprint to the front. It's like, dude, you're not going anywhere. And then no you see him at and you see him at baggage claim and you'd be like, You dumb motherfucker, we're all going the same fucking place. And you just fucking had to make that scene because you had to be the first off the fucking plane. Fuck you, you cunt. Take a seat, motherfucker. Get a drink. Put your seat get put the thing up and just hold it in your hand. Yeah. And then finish it as you as you as you land. Figure it out. Yeah. Don't pee. Miss Miss uh, Piss Poor Plane Etiquette is 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 a real oh, big pet peeve. Big of mine well. pet peeve of mine. Oh, great. Glad we're on the same team. High five. High five. It's very rare. Um, what would your response be for OBJ? Seems like it's on brand. He seems like a royal douchebag, and royal douchebags would do something like this. Yeah. I probably overstate it. I certainly wouldn't fight him. I would say something though. I know I'd say something. Oh, I'd say something. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> cunt, wake the fuck up and put your goddamn seatbelt on. I mean, if I, you're the one guy just because you're like whatever you are and causes everybody else to deplane, some of those people could miss flights because of that. How's your how's your knee, you forgettable cunt? <laughs> you're, never making, you're never making the haul, Odell. <laughs> you ain't getting that contract now. But what if you wanted to come to the Patriots? <laughs> yeah, was that flight to Boston? Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> get the fuck on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone get off the plane. Odell's got somewhere to be. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Get him on that private plane. Yeah. 
Yeah, what an asshole. This has been Sim Mind Sports Show, Friday Rewind, January 7th. Uh, 13th. 13th. January 13th, Friday, Friday, the 13th. Friday the 13th. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye, Bill. I like how Bobby does the same thing. Never. You never know when he's here or not. Always Bobby? have to maintain a state of anonymity. Hello there, gentlemen. How are we today? Ooh, what an angle, Raymond. <laughs> Thank you. What an angle. Thank you. So they all say. <clears throat> From that far underneath, we can only see uh, two chins, which is good. <laughs> it's a record. It's not bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bigger the fupa, taste of the chalupa. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. It's a life motto. It's it is life motto. Ray, you've been really on my you've been really getting on my nerves lately. How is that any different? <laughs> Get off the fucking I mean, boat. Get off the fucking Mac Jones boat. Yeah. Stop queer. Mac shaming oh, me. Sorry, sorry. There'll be but one 18. like innocuous text that means nothing, and then you will just go on a text rant about it. Who me? No, Rich. Oh, you'll say you. something simple and then he'll just pop off. Yeah. Ray only says simple things. That's all his brain well, can compute. Obviously, yes. Black uh, and white, incredibly simple things. Simple. How did the show come about? Not incendiary. There's not. A, there's not a chance he reads a single one of the text messages I sent. After four or five words, he's like, ah, I can't do it. Kelly reads it for me. <laughs> Kelly. She reads them out loud, and then yeah. uh, his phone can do that. She calls me an asshole, and then we go on to the next thing. And Ray just repeats what he said four, you know, four days before that. So my son does puppets from the psychologist he has that he just. Backs out whatever Rich says to me. I'm not going to go into your son's <laughs> psychologist take, but uh, that's it's fine. It's a joke. We are we are living on borrowed time right now. I'm staring at a monitor where my two year old is uh, singing "Monkeys, Monkeys on the Bed," and my uh, four month old is Racist. just it's like fucking barely asleep. So where's Ingrid? Asleep. Where's no, that, did, that didn't work either. <laughs> did she do this? Yeah, she's done. Uh, what do you say we start the show? Uh...